Hey guys, this is Elliot. Um, on this episode, the special episode of River City 93, we are joined by Connor Shinovsky. Um, For those who don't know, Connor and Richmond Kickers agreed to mutually part ways. So we've always been fans of Connor, so we wanted to invite him on just to have him talk about his experience here at Richmond and what he's planning to do next with his career. Before you get a chance to listen to this episode, I ask you just to take five, ten seconds out of your day um, and leave a like, review, and subscribe. Um, reviews really help on our podcast. It kind of helps the algorithm for more people to reach our podcast and things like that. And also, I ask you guys to go check out our other podcast. It's called Can I Kick It? Which is pretty much a black history podcast um, in soccer. And the same thing for that. Like, review, just share, and subscribe. So, I promise I'm going to stop talking. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. And of course... Catch you guys later. Joining us on the phone today is one of the better friends of the Richmond Kickers and River City 93. It is the one, the only, the now recently departed Connor Shinovsky. How are you doing, my man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate uh you guys have me on no no problem we've been wanting to have you on for a while but now with this recent announcement it's probably no better time than to have you on so um right before we got on the podcast you told us you're in california driving on the coast living the good life any reason why you're out there you just decided like hey i'm just gonna drop this news on kickers fans and take a vacation California. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> it's nice. It is nice. <laughs> oh, so looking at your playing career, man, you've played at DC United, Louisville City, Harrisburg Islanders, and of course the Richmond Kickers and Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Um, how did you get into soccer? Like, how did your soccer career start? Yeah, so probably like most people, um, started at a young age, really enjoyed it. Um, just kind of that natural, like, my parents put me in all sorts of different sports. Soccer seemed to stick. Um, so had, you know, an early start, just kind of fell in love with it. And um, kind of when everything really started to take off was when I was 18 and I joined DC United's Academy. Mm-hmm. And this was before the Academy system um, was really advanced. So it was just kind of starting out, but... I joined the academy at 18, like I said, and it was just for a year. So it was just kind of like one last thing before going off to college. 
Um, didn't think too much of it. Like I said, it was just, you know, a nice little change of pace before um, committed to college. And I ended up doing really well. So I was offered a contract from DC United, and that kind of started the road of professional soccer and just kind of the journey of, you know, trying to find my way through the professional soccer landscape in the U.S. and in particular the lower leagues. Mm, okay, man, okay. Um, I got to also ask you this, like, being a part of an MLS team in D.C. United, what are some of the differences in playing for, you know, an MLS team and then going to, like, NASL and a UP, yeah. um, UP, yeah, UPL team? I can't get the words out of my mouth. But how was that experience? It was cool. It was, it was nice for me. And um, I think one thing that I really enjoyed was having my, my start be in MLS and with United. So I was really young and was able to learn a lot. Uh, I didn't necessarily play as much, but it was a really cool experience to be that young, but also in such a professional environment that I, I certainly felt it gave me a lot of uh, good experience and, and good things to kind of base the rest of my career off of. Just having, you know, some of the older guys and some of, um, you know, some really good players and some really good characters to learn off of at such a young age. Like I said, I, I, I tried to take a lot of it into, you know, the rest of my experience throughout the lower leagues. Um, obviously, MLS is, is going to be a higher level and a, a better system and a better, you know, a more resource resourceful league. So, you know, having that and then trying to take it into the rest of my career, which was predominantly in the lower leagues, was, was cool. And like I said, something that I was able to start with a good foundation and a lot uh, a lot of good experience. Mm, okay. Uh, mm, my bad. So we got a couple of fan questions for you. Because, um, you know, you were one of the fan favorites out here. A lot of fans are like, it's kind of sad to see you leaving. Kind of. It was kind of like a whammy day yesterday with the news of Aqua getting suspended and then like 20 minutes yeah. later, like you're leaving. We're like, oh man, this is not great. Um, so one of the first fan questions come from Josh Black. Um, he just wants to know is like, what's next for you in your career and like what are some of your top moments on and off the field? Yeah, so I think what's next is definitely pretty up in the air right now. Um, which is, cool and exciting and also a little bit, you know, scary for myself because I've been playing for such a long time. Um, you know, so this is kind of all I've known for the past 10 years is getting up and going going to training every morning and, and playing professional soccer. So what's next? I'm not entirely sure. Like I said, my girlfriend and I want to want to pursue a few things together, uh, hopefully overseas. So that is the general outline of what's next, but the specifics are still to be kind of figured out. Um, and then in terms of my, my kind of favorite memories with the kickers and with, with the league, um, I would say definitely in 2013 winning the regular season against Orlando. Um, I really enjoyed the team. You know, the, the whole squad of guys was, was really good, really close, and obviously successful and winning winning the trophy with, with the club was something that uh, was really important to me. Mm, okay, okay. Um, so I, I do want to ask you a question about the 2013 team. You're kind of one of the last links to that team that was still with this Richmond Kickers team. 
does this current Richmond Kickers team give you any semblance of that 2013 team, how close they can be, and the potential on that squad? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that would be something that would have to happen potentially over a number of years just because of the the team in 2013 with the experience of, you know, I I did one of the deja vu, um, one of the old matches from that time period. And, you know, when we were rewatching the game, you had so many experienced players in terms of Delhi, Sasha, Luke Coloni, Mike Callahan, uh, William Yonby. So I think that's always what you kind of have to shoot for is try to bring up a group of players together that are all capable, that all have the same mindset. And I certainly see that within this group. Um, I would just say that that is something that really needs to be developed and nurtured over a number of years. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say it's, you know, just a, a short-term project. And I think Lee Kalashaw the entire club did a good job of really trying to secure, um, you know, a core group of guys that you know you can build around that all have very similar mindsets in terms of winning and being competitive and, and the way that they want to play. So I, I think there's definitely the core pieces within this group. Um, Wahab being someone in particular, Yvonne, um, and, and the number of guys, the number of the new guys have, have so far shown really well. Emiliano's hit the ground running. So I think that will be, you know, some of the guys that you really want to key in on and, and try to form that same sort of culture that we had um, back in those those years of the mid-2010s. Uh, mm, okay. Uh, is there anyone that you're really going to miss in the locker room? I mean, of course you hear all the time from athletes about how the one thing they miss the most is not really the practices, but it's more like the locker room experience and being around the guys day in, day out. Is there anyone that's going to have a special um, heart? There's going to be a few. I'll, uh, so, I would say I was good friends with Yvonne. Um, me, Yvonne, and Wahab were all really good friends. Rutaya was somebody that I'll, I'll really miss. Um, just the, the attitude that some of those guys brought. Um, to give you a few more names, I'll go with Scott Thompson, uh, someone that I got really close with over the years. And... Uh, you know, some of the new guys, Riley Kraft, I really enjoyed um, getting to know. And he's somebody that uh, his attitude was always good. He, he loved, um, you know, being competitive. And me and him have been competitive together um, quite a bit over the, this last year or so. So definitely a bunch of those guys. Mm, okay. Yeah, um, man, I, I got to say, like, one of my favorite moments – that I saw definitely from Lashes um, when Red Army came to our practice. And we, I saw you get into it with someone. I was like, I've never seen Connor that upset. <laughs> That's weird. But, yeah, man. Um, so, we got another question from Richard Hayes. He just wants to know, um, did COVID and USL handling have anything to do in your decision or anything like that? Um, not really. I think... I would say that just because of the shortened season, number one, um, and just the uncertainty of, you know, COVID in general, I I wouldn't say it was something that, like, was a main factor in the decision, but it was also just like, you know what, this is kind of, you know, a time where everything is up in the air, and so it did seem to make a little bit of sense where it's like, um, you know, if we're going to do this, if we're going to make a big life decision, 
we might as well go for it and, and make that decision and, and know that, you know, look, things are, things are very uncertain and, and sometimes, you know, that can be hard, but also it can be a time where, you know, you have to kind of stick to your guns and, and make a decision. So I wouldn't say it was a big factor, but, you know, it's certainly on our mind a little bit. Okay. I do want to ask, and hopefully I don't get you in trouble or anything with this question. Um, how, as a former USL player now, but how how does it feel the clubs and the league are handling COVID with the players? I mean, you've had first-hand experience with it. Like, how how is it? Yeah. I will, I will say, um, in particular, the club has done, like, I, I think we've been probably, I, I, I don't know too much about other teams within, um, within the league right now, but... As far as I know, we've had zero positive tests in terms of COVID. We have been very adamant about sticking to, um, you know, our procedures. And I think guys have done a really good job. You know, the players in particular have made sacrifices, like I said, in order to try to keep everything as safe and secure. I know that hasn't been the case kind of throughout the league. I don't know exactly what that's down to. Um, And obviously, you know, I, I don't know exactly what's going on with the kickers currently because I'm not there. But when I was there, everything and, and all of the players have done a really good job of, of trying to stick to, um, you know, the guidelines. Our athletic trainer has done, you know, a lot of work to make sure that we're sticking with stuff. And Darren, obviously, the head coach, was, was adamant about us being safe and trying to be uh, cautious and make sure we're doing the right things. Mm, okay, okay. Um also, like, you spent a lot of time in USL with, you know, like Louisville, with Harrisonburg Islands, with Richmond Kickers. How different is the league to versus when it first when you first started off to today? Like, talk about that. It is, I mean, it's, it's been and huge credit to USL as an organization and, you know, the owners within the league. Um, it's come a long way. I, you know, like you said, I, I started playing um, in USL probably, I think my first experience was 2013, like I said when I came on loan from D.C., and just the, yeah, the, the infrastructure within the league, the competitiveness of the games of the teams, um, you know, you see clubs that I think Louisville's a perfect example that started in a baseball stadium, you know, and, and that's where things were when I was there, and now they're in, you know, a beautiful soccer-specific stadium. Uh, right in the, the middle of the city. So seeing stuff like that is pretty cool, and especially, you know, playing a part of that. Um, and I, I would say our club as well, in particular, Richmond, you see the the updates to City Stadium. You see that there's a good fan experience. I, I hope, you, you know, obviously you guys will be able to speak about that a lot more, but, you know, the atmosphere that you guys bring to the stadium every week, um, the playing service for us is always you know, something that we really enjoy at City Stadium. So I think Richmond in particular has has always done a really good job of that. And like I said, um, you know, there's been other clubs around the league and um, a lot of players as well that um, have come in and, and made the league what it is today, which is a really, really good uh, system in the U.S., lower league system. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm going to ask you the internal question that every uh, soccer player can ask in American soccer, if there's one thing you could change about lower league soccer, positive or negatively, um, what would it be? <clears throat> so you're saying I can only change one thing? Oh, 
hey, I'll give you three. I'll give you three because, you know, okay, you're a special okay. guest. I'll give you three. <laughs> um, all why I became a teacher, so I think you might want to look at that profession. Uh, <laughs> um, we have another question from uh, Grant Holiday. He just wants to know, like, what are some of your highs and lows throughout your career? I mean, obviously one of the highs has to be um, that 2013 season, but what are some other highs and lows if you want to go into it as you fast? Yeah, um, so Take it on the chin and get up and go again. Mm-hmm. 
Who was your MLS debut against? Chicago Fire. Ooh. Did y'all win that game? We lost 1-0. Oh, um, that was away in Chicago. And then I ended up playing, I think, a couple weeks later against San Jose at home. And we ended up winning. So that was definitely one of my, my higher moments in my career. Oh, well, that's better. I mean, you got to win the home debut. That's, that's the more important one. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can lose it. Um, also, one thing that Matt Myers brought up on uh, Twitter that I totally forgot about is that you did score your, uh, officially, your last home game for Richmond. You scored in that game, but then gave the goal to Troyer. I mean, can you, I, I heard you bring up Troyer a lot. Can you just talk about, like, y'all guys' relationship and how special he was? Yeah, um, so Braden was, Braden was probably my best friend on the team. Um, kind of ever since I got to Richmond. So when I did come back to Richmond, I think four years ago now, um, I lived with Braden and, you know, didn't know anything about him, just uh, kind of USL, we have team housing. So, um, you know, he was probably surprised when I, I was knocking on the door saying, hey, you know, I'm moving in, I'm living with you guys. And it was actually me, Braden, and Judai, Judai Ibora. So we all became really close. Um and then, you know, once you and I left, me and Braden obviously continued to be really close. Um, and he's just somebody that I think it was, it, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that, that has ever had a problem with Braden. Just, you know, the ultimate the ultimate teammate, the ultimate competitor, um, you know, the ultimate sportsman. So not only was he a good friend, but, you know, he was an amazing teammate, but a really, really good servant of the club and somebody that, uh, you know, really deserved to be sent off the right way. So I was, I was glad to do that for him last year. Um, and little did I know it be my own last game. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It was both of y'all last game. And yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. Where do we go from here? Uh, <laughs> so you spent majority of your career in Richmond. Can you just speak about why Richmond for so long in your career? I hope that didn't come across as like a bad thing, but... Like, what are some of the things you're going to miss most about not only the city of Richmond, but also playing for the Richmond Kickers? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the club's attitude towards myself in general and the club always sticking by me. Um, you know, I've been through a few different coaches now with Richmond, and, um, you know, I've, I've really appreciated Rob, Rob Ducrop, uh, Matt Spear, who's come in over the past couple of years. Um, you know, like I said, they stuck by me and they've, they've given me the opportunity to make Richmond almost, um, you know, obviously it's close to where I grew up. So it, it's been something that, you know, has really kind of always felt like home to me. So to them, I'm obviously very grateful and appreciative. And, and that made it so that, you know, all of my memories of the club will be, you know, good ones and, and stuff I'm proud of. Um, and I think most of my, most of the things I would miss most about, Richmond in general are at City Stadium. Like I said, that the atmosphere of playing for you guys and just some of the, the good, you know, the, the high-quality games we've had over the years um, and just kind of the teammates I've met. So I would say that's what I've, I've really cherished over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one last question. Um, you know, I want you guys to be driving safe in California without seeing the beautiful water and everything. Um when it, do you plan on coming back to Richmond to watch games? Or is it kind of just like, 
I'm taking a little bit of break away from being around them. But do you plan on coming back? Yeah, I certainly do. Um, you know, it'd be it'd be really cool to to be able to get back, and you know, I, I want I want it to always kind of feel like a place where I've spent a lot of good years at. So I think it'd always be cool to come back and and just you know, like I said before, I I always want to be somebody that around not only the club but the game in general. Being around soccer, kind of for a number of years moving forward, I don't know exactly what's next for me. Um, but I'd love to still be involved in soccer, kind of, hopefully the rest of my work in life, whether that's coaching um, or within another role. So, um, yeah, I'd love to be back, and I'd love to continue to experience um, soccer at City Stadium with, with the group and the fans and, and the club and as a whole. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. Um, so I'm just going to write down now that Connor Shinovsky says that he is a better coach than Greg Belter. It will lead the U.S. National Team to the World Cup. I'll make sure I'm going to take note of that. Um, well, man, I just want to say um, definitely for me and Shanair, um, we enjoyed watching you play here. You know, you've been a fan favorite. You've also been a great team jokester with us. Um, I know I've had my moments when I say, like, I don't know if Connor's really fast, but he seems to do everything that you want to do as a center back. But you've been a great a great ambassador for the Richmond Kickers, man, and we wish you nothing but the best going forward. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I uh, I really appreciate all of your guys' support over the years. Uh, you know, yourself and Shamir in particular. Um, it won't be this. It won't be. Uh...